This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with an awesome guest from the library bards and many other things that he is going to tell you about. It's Xander Janare. Yeah. Did I do it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. It's been, and you laugh, but I did the jazz hands for library bards. People will know if I don't do it. And <laughs> They'll it's in sense my contract. it yeah. on the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, when you guys started out, you're, you're a, a singing duo. You do yeah. pop culture parody stuff. Mm-hmm. And you were on uh, the show that I do with Angela Weber, Game Night. And yeah. You know, I got to see you do the fabulous hands every time. Yeah. Uh, Is that something that you decided when you were forming the Library Bards? Like, let's do the hands every time. (laughs) Or is it something that fans just... Yeah, glommed onto. A, a little bit of both. It's funny because uh, Bonnie and I are both such performers and we trust each other on stage. So we never really choreographed anything. We just kind of <laughs> ended up doing the same thing, just mirror versions. And so when people would come up for pictures afterwards, we started doing that and yeah. it just became the pose. <laughs> and then it became of like when people would say library bards, we would just do it. And yeah. so we're like, oh, marketing opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I know it does. It has like a very theatrical, like a jazz Ta-da. hands vibe. But yeah. to me, it is also, and this is just a weird reference, uh-huh. it is the uh, pose, especially the way you do it, that Spider-Man is standing on <laughs> in the issue of Secret Wars where he first gets his black costume way back in the 80s. <laughs> so that's what I say. He's like, I finished my song. I have a symbiote Here suit. We, yeah. <laughs> and then we let our hair down and we do a weird emo dance in the exactly. bar. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all, if you like Spider-Man 3, you'll love yeah. the library bar. <laughs> no, no. That. <laughs> that was bad. I'm a bad person. All right. So people who don't already know you are the library bards. Uh, who are you? What else do you do? Uh, well, I'm a role player. Uh, and so I'm on a couple of shows on Geek and Sundry. So uh, people might have seen me on the latest version of Sagas of Sundry, which is like a horror RPG show. Uh, and then uh, most recently on We're Alive Frontier, which is zombie themed. Nice. I play Band-Aid on there. <laughs> <laughs> the medic. And, uh, and also I guest every once in a while on Shield of Tomorrow on the Star Trek RPG show. And those are all Twitch, right? Uh, Shield of Tomorrow is Twitch. The others are Alpha, which is Geek and Sundry's like subscription right. service. Right, right, right. Like okay, so you got to pay the money. Yeah, yeah, behind a paywall. Yeah. But How much is get, the paywall? It's $5 a month. Okay. So it's not a whole lot. There's a ton of content. And people listening can use the code Frontier to get 60 days free. Oh, so nice. You binge a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> $5 for Band-Aid. Yeah. up. <laughs> so you had a whole great list of obsessions, but I was really curious about this one we're gonna talk about voltron colon legendary defender yes i'm so excited i'm so very excited okay so for people who are like what are those words what does that mean what is this yeah well so voltron actually has a really rich history uh especially being coming from like gold iron in japan uh, and then being adapted in like the early 90s or maybe late 90s uh for america because and people who know me know this is i'm obsessed with power rangers in the series it's based off of super sentai okay and so there was this trend of taking Making Japanese content and like Americanizing it like they did with with Sentai to make Power Rangers because it was cheap. It was already made <laughs> and the American audiences will never know that it came from Japan. And they just took the actual for both Voltron and Power Rangers. They mm-hmm. took footage yeah. and then they entirely recontextualized it. Right. It's Absolutely. not just that they were like, oh, we'll translate the Japanese words into American. They no. like made up new shit. Right? Yeah, that was how they got around like this isn't a translation, it's an adaptation or uh, an entirely new thing. It's a theft. <laughs> it's, it, let's call them out. <laughs> and uh, going back and rewatching the series, it was a mashup of a couple of series. 
And it's not great. Like, it, in my childhood mind, I was like, oh, yeah, it was a fun cartoon. And watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is not good. But uh, Legendary Defender uh, is the newest version, and it's completely reworked. It, like, just barely took some of the, the original as influence, and uh, they ran with it. Okay. And so the, it's a Netflix original series, and it's beautiful animation and, and really, really well done. Now, where does it land in... Uh, it's got this twisted history of it's basically stolen anime from <laughs> yeah. the American perspective that's been yeah. repurposed to create a different story right. with Voltron, yeah. the original cartoon, and then Netflix is an original production. Yes. It's not technically anime, is it? Or is it anime-inspired? Or yeah. Philosophically, where do we land? Yeah, that's where it gets uh, confusing because, especially as an anime fan, you find yourselves kind of drawing this line of if it wasn't made in Japan, then technically it's not anime in the traditional sense. Yeah. But now all of the artists that have grown up with anime and are making uh, animation all over the world have this influence uh, that right. anime has brought. So it's a lot of the same people as Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, which also people aren't qualifying as anime, but rather Western animation. Yeah. So it has that similar vibe. But uh, it, like the whole thing, I'm pretty sure, is done by a studio in Korea anyway. So it's it's this weird amalgamation of like American viewpoint, uh, like Western meets Eastern. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated that you watched the original Voltron because I watched it as a kid yeah. and it was fresh and exciting to me, but it felt like Star Wars had a baby with <laughs> Japan and then there was yeah. a lion there too. I mean, that's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's the whole show. <laughs> but there was those archetypes of the princess and the, the yeah. big, dark, evil warrior. And like, I don't... I. I in, in doing minimal research for this, I realized mm -hmm. how much I don't remember about the original Voltron. Right. And it, like like I said before, they kind of allude to that, but kind of scrap it all together when they oh, yeah. made this new series. It's its own timeline. It's its own version. Okay. Of, um, and one of the things that this studio is really good about is taking those archetypes like the princess or the, the all-male warrior team and kind of flipping it around a little bit. Okay. Like you expect it, and then there are some twists and turns throughout the series that kind of like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. This feels better now. Okay. Or, you know, <laughs> or people get their moment in the sun and shuffle around and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. So for, for Voltron Legendary Defender, for this new version that you're obsessed with, yes. what is the main conflict? What are the heroes trying to do? Yeah. So uh, it, uh, there's this is like future Earth, right? And so yeah. there's um, technology that exists that doesn't right now. Uh, and it's kind of like a colony uh, on Earth that's been like th there's awareness of other spe species in okay. the universe. And there's this um, like bad force uh, that's the, the, <laughs> like I say bad in quotation marks, but the Galra, they're they're attacking. And you find out later that the main um, enemy of the Galra were people that had made the legendary lions of Voltron. Okay. Uh, and But they had gone missing. So you have Princess Allura, who is uh, Altaian. The Altaians were the species that were kind of fighting. Uh, she was preserved in her castle ship along yeah. with, uh, with <laughs> like, right? Yes. Exactly. The legendary trope. Uh, and uh, along with Koran, her, like, butler slash pilot slash funny guy. Okay. And they're reawakened with this conflict, and they have to find the paladins to reawaken the alliance, to form Voltron, to fight the Galra, who are trying to take over the universe. Okay. And, and yep. yeah, go, no, go ahead. No, yeah, and so they find, uh, like, the candidates uh, from this, like, I, I, it's been a while. I don't even remember what kind of school it was, but it's like a military training academy type of thing. Okay. 
And through one, uh, like a series of events, they kind of meet up with Princess Allura, find out they are the paladins, and they go around and reawaken each of the different colored lions, and Voltron is born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, rewinding for people who are like, what even is Voltron? Oh, it's sure. a big, It's a big robot that's made out of lion yeah. parts. So as the paladins of Voltron, they have uh, their Bayards, which are like weapons that can transform into different things. So okay. Pidges, for instance, is more like a grappling hook of energy type of thing. Okay. Or Shiro's is a sword. And, and that they each have powers that are based off of their paladin abilities, as well as a lion that they pilot, which is a giant mech. Okay. Uh, in the shape of a lion, also in different colors. And then they <laughs> form together to make a man. <laughs> like a big robot. <laughs> I love the way you're saying this with such energy is like you're in <laughs> such a weird pitch meeting. Listen, it's going to be good, I swear. <laughs> but Just the lions make it. a man, ultimately. <laughs> so, And I'll form the head. <laughs> I mean, that's what's beautiful about it because it is like so weird. And it, yeah. to me, the, the good part of anime of just like that um, that other sense of imagination. Yeah, of, yeah. Hey, well, if this existed and it's cool, what are the rules behind it? Exactly. What I wanted to ask about the Paladins, mm-hmm. I, I watched only the pilot episode sure. of Voltron Legendary Defender. Uh-huh. Um, are they fated chosen ones? Like, is it just like, hey, these are some people who have the skills and they could pilot the leg of the Voltron right. or is it like they are meant to do it? It's still up in the air and it's still like there's been uh, I think three seasons now okay. uh, of where like it's not exactly uh, clear uh, where their origins are but the lions did choose the paladins okay. and they have a special bond with their lions as well. So they're, the the lions have like some sort of consciousness that kind of bonds with the paladin okay. and provides their abilities but... And I'm going to go into spoilers, spoiler territory. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you find out that Keith, the pilot of the Red Lion, is actually part Galra. So he's got this conflict going in like, my history. And you find out that uh, Galra was the one who, made, who was the original pilot of the Black Lion. And so he still kind of has a connection with it, the main bad guy. Oh, okay. And so uh, Keith ends up leaving the team, and they kind of shuffle around some colors. So Lance from the Blue Lion takes over the Red Lion. Uh, Shiro goes back to the Black Lion, and then Allura, the princess, becomes a pilot of the Blue Lion. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so it kind of, like, rebalances out this this kind of thing. And one of the things that I'm most proud of uh, for this iteration of Voltron is that Pidge, the pilot of the Green Lion, is a girl. And she, uh, in the beginning of the series, was presenting male because everyone just assumed that she was a dude. Oh, okay. And, like, a super smart, techie nerd dude yeah. in, in, in flight school. And she's she comes out and says, like, I've never said that I was a guy. You just all assumed it. But I have to tell you that I'm a girl. And it's this great representation of, like, gender and, like, what does it mean and things like that. And so instead of just having all these male pilots, you end up with a princess and and Pidge, the female pilot. um, Yeah. And she's the brains of the group. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Just playing with those tropes, uh, I love it. Yeah, I love uh, leaving the mystery open, too, that the lions make a connection. We yeah. have so much of that now, I mean, with Harry Potter and the Wands, and in Star yeah. Wars, that's really developing, that there is a in, that the kyber crystals that power the lightsaber yep. are sentient, and they have a relationship with the, the Jedi or, or the Sith who chooses them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how do you feel about that? Do you feel, is your interpretation that these lion parts mm-hmm. are searching for somebody who can pilot them when they need to reawake? Yeah. And like... Pidge, you you'll do, you'll, or is it like <laughs> Pidge was born only to do this? Yeah, I I like. I mean, I'm a sucker for destiny and things like that in yeah. stories as well. But 
one of the things that bugs me because I'm used to like my colored warriors need to match their colored robots. <laughs> and right now uh, you've got uh, Lance in blue armor with his suit piloting the red lion and Allura in pink armor piloting the blue one. And I'm like, they need to match. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're not alone in that. Have yeah, they gotten yeah. like, is there like angry reddits about yeah, I'm, color uh, yeah. matching Voltron? I think so. And like people are waiting like, oh, are they going to make a pink lion? And then they'll switch back and, and whatever. Like it, it just goes to, to play against that. Like how strong were the bonds to those actual lions or was it just to working as a team together Yeah, and, and bringing that in? And the original paladins were all from different worlds and different species. So the fact that they're all human and one like Altaian or one half Galrin too. Yeah. Like that speaks to something too. Like were they the only ones? Probably not. But they were there at the time and they had the spirit to awaken right. the, the lions. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so how did you, uh, we, we were joking before we started the podcast, like I normally ask people, like, how did you discover this? Like, yeah, well, yeah. I, when I was three years old, my father, blah, blah, blah. But like, right. you're like, it's on Back Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <clears> but, but you're an anime fan. Yeah. Were you excited when it was coming up? Yeah, especially after seeing some of the tests, like the the teasers and the and the uh, pilot versions of of things. Like, yeah, I, I was super excited to tell the story the way that it was meant to be told, rather than this weird amalgamation of things trying to make money. Okay, in, yeah, like the early nineties. <laughs> so you were like, oh, this is going to be pure Go yeah. Lion or Voltron. Yeah, 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 and it's not Go Lion either. You know, it's it's its own thing. And, yeah, and that I really really appreciate um, because. I'm still to this day a fan of Super Sentai and I'm like watching this Japanese children's show. Yeah. But when it's done right, it's done right. <laughs> and like this was the chance for people to kind of get it where yeah. I'm like, well, it's kind of like Voltron. And now we go to like 20, 30 conventions a year and we see Voltron cosplays everywhere. Okay, so Voltron is a real gateway to yeah. appreciating other anime. Yep, absolutely. Okay, cool. And it's the young people that are really getting into it. And, you know, there's shipping that's happening between them, but oh, it, yeah. it opens up the, this whole like realm of possibility, uh, especially with young uh, fans. Yeah. Now, I, geeks can get really uh, anal retentive yes. in general, <laughs> I think. Do you think that the creators are doing the color mismatching almost on purpose to create a little bit of that friction? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. And uh, I wouldn't put it past them because they're smart. They're smart writers and they'll... They'll lead you in one way and surprise you with with a, a twist or a turn. Yeah, and so and in the most recent version, we find like kind of the source of the power of the lions, and where they originated from. And so I'm not putting it past Allura or someone to make a lion. And and so I think oh, the color okay. mismatching is really going to lead up to we're going to make our own lions or lion and and see how that fits together. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so you like it as a gateway thing. Yeah. You like it as a show. What has moved it to up to the level of obsession for you just as a viewer? Oh, oh that's a good question. So I think, I, like I had said before, I was excited for it before it came out and then was like super pleasantly surprised when it did come <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm sitting there like, I'm going to watch it regardless, but yeah. whether it's good yeah. or not, who knows? And it, they just knocked it out of the park. Like there there was uh, a couple of episodes of like cornball cheesy humor that I was like, eh. but then after watching, I was like, no, I'm into this. Like this dad humor. I'm here for it. <laughs> Give me more of that. <laughs> Give me more. Yeah. And they're really good about uh, it. W- it would have been very easy to make it formulaic, like Sentai or Power Rangers is like conflict, form Voltron, fix it, 
episode over. Yeah. This, they're very good about, like, stretching it all out, and not every episode has the transformation sequence, but yeah. they're they're playing with them having individual powers with their lions, too, and going on solo missions, and everybody has their own agenda, so it's compelling. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have this whole story arc of Pidge looking for her family and Keith dealing with his heritage and Lance being a comedic relief. But is that all there is to him? And yeah. Hunk, Hunk is just like the big guy. See, I, like, this is the obsession <laughs> where I'm like, ah, they're all beautiful. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And I think the phrase uh, pleasantly surprised is mm. like really it, it, it is important at this moment in our culture yeah. where we have some if you like. Topic X, mm-hmm. here are 800 ways you can experience Topic X. Exactly. So, like, we kind of, I think if you're the right kind of geek or nerd, you just go, like, well, I'll, I'll try every one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And eventually they're going to, all those similarities are going to start to pop and they're going to feel middle of the road. So you have that, like, what? Huh. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> I, I, this is why I love that thing. This is why I religiously watch every superhero thing regardless of anything. And then when one's really, like, touches you, you're like, yeah. holy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I like this. Absolutely. And especially now because there's such a, like, ugly gatekeepy side of things. Yeah. To, to come into something and have a franchise be rebooted in a great way. And and acknowledge the original, but not having to stay true to the original, but not like gritty reboot either. It's fun and it's it's light for the most part, and colorful, and it's just everything that I needed at that moment. Yeah, I remember when I watched the pilot, just the way it was structured. Even though I only have like those kind of young formative memories of the original Voltron, I mm-hmm. felt welcomed back instead of slapped on the hand and said that no. was a shitty crap version. Yeah. Here's the truth. I yeah. felt like, hey, did you like that zany weird thing? Here's a different take on that exactly. zany weird thing. Yeah. There's, um, are you familiar with the Monkey Island series of games? Like no. The point and click I mean, I, I know games? that it exists, but that's it. So what happened was it was like an MS-DOS game. And okay. it's like, you know, the 8-16-bit graphics or whatever. Then they remastered it. And going back and playing it, it's like, this is how I remembered it. It's not how it was, <laughs> but this is how I remembered this level of detail okay. in the images that it would create with those pixels. You know, it's the same thing with Voltron. Uh, like, it's not necessarily a remake of what it was, but it brings back the same kind of feelings and uh, the adventure okay. and, and that type of thing. And so the feeling is nostalgic, but it's totally different. <laughs> I love Monkey Island as a phrase for that. I'm going to use yeah. that now. When I go to see other things, like, oh my I gosh. hope I get Monkey Island. Yeah. I, I, WonderCon <laughs> was this past weekend, and I saw a Guybrush Threepwood cosplayer, and I flipped a tit. I posted it on Instagram, and I was like, I was so excited. <laughs> okay, here's a dumb question for you. No, but okay. I, I, it, I ask this of myself out loud. <laughs> How are they making so damn many seasons of Voltron so fast? Like, yeah. I honestly had one of those moments of, did I have a time slip? Am I in the, <laughs> in the Bernstein universe? Because I feel like, yeah. I don't know, two, three years ago I watched that Voltron pilot, and then yeah. I saw somebody post, like, season six, coming right. up soon. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell's happening? Well, for one, they're not, like, super long seasons, so it's like... Four to six episodes a, se- a season, okay. quote unquote. They'll just release them in batches. It's okay. a Netflixy type of release model. The other thing too is that Korean uh, studio is pumping them out, <laughs> and I have a feeling that they had a lot ready before that they they launched officially. Okay. And so, um, and this is all speculation on my part, 
But I, I would assume that they went into it with like a two season deal from Netflix going like from the get go. Okay. So season one kind of, and then when it did well, they just were like, okay, keep making it and get yeah, ahead just of the game. Keep going with it. Keep going with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel like being a fan of Voltron? That is at, at least on its most surface level about teamwork. You have to work together mm-hmm. with your lion. You have to work together to form the Voltron. Yeah. Has it made you a better team player or given you a different oh. attitude towards team? playing yeah absolutely like like growing up watching power rangers sailor moon uh, playing D D and being in a party yeah and then much less like something like voltron like teamwork has been hammered into <laughs> me <laughs> from an early age i was like can't we all just work together <laughs> but it's also really moving like yeah. when stuff does come together like a plan or or you're working together especially out here in creative spaces yeah when you can like uh, delegate things out to someone like I know that they can do this and what we're going to make together is amazing yeah that's the best fucking thing (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah that makes total sense you're like I know that this is in this friend's skill set yeah I know that Red Lion my friend in real life Red Lion (laughs) yes has a a whip energy (laughs) chain uh has it ever betrayed you, though? Because that's a great, uh, uh, you know, yeah. I don't want to get overly serious, but sure. like people are talking about how uh, with the anti-gun movement that's happening with teens that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are saying, like, well, we were raised on Harry Potter and Star Wars and things that taught us to stand up to stand up and in in what you're saying is like you were raised with the being basically indoctrinated with teamwork. Has that ever betrayed you where you felt like, hmm, uh, hmm, I wish sometimes teamwork isn't great and I have been lied to by the Power Rangers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have never been lied to by the Power Rangers. Uh, No. Uh, Yeah, I think so. And especially... Uh, like to, to use what I had talked about before, co- moving out here, you know, not everybody in the sphere has your best interest at heart. Everybody no. is kind of looking out yeah. for number one for the most part. And where I've been really lucky is to find the group and find the teams that, you know, you just inherently have good feelings about. And of course, I've bur- been burned uh, in the past, both with working on creative projects and something fell through or someone w- it, like it didn't work out okay. for one reason or another. But you can't let that stop you from having the hope that like teamwork and collaboration will work yeah. at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. And and going back to what you were saying, I don't think that people standing up uh, for what they believe in is necessarily against teamwork because they had a rallying cry and they had a march and that's teamwork. That's like oh yeah, we're yeah. standing up for what we believe in and it's enough and we're together on this. And, and yeah, it's, sometimes it's a very us versus you mentality and. It can bring points up that maybe people hadn't seen before, but at the end of the day, it's going to have to be us and them working together to make a solution. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was—I didn't too mean philosophical. No, 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 and yeah. I certainly didn't mean like that. Uh, the the anti-gun movement is any sort of like uh, antithetical to teamwork in any sure, way. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's really interesting that yeah. pop culture messages, I think, by the creators are often created intentionally. Mm-hmm. as a an important message right and right, sometimes right. they're like uh, some busy people were making a thing and they're like sure teamwork right yeah I, yeah <laughs> i said that in the pitch room and people are like yeah thumbs up and then absolutely whether it's whether the message in our pop culture is created sincerely by the creators mm-hmm. or just because it makes a good story that it's to see its impact being entirely real of shaping people's lives of like yeah how could i ever 
you know, not stand up against injustice because I have been trained since youth yeah, exactly. to use teamwork to stand up yeah. against injustice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what were you expecting of me? <laughs> it's fascinating to me. Yeah, and like Power Rangers and I guess the original Voltron and the original like Sailor Moon, it was all very didactic. It was very much like here is the lesson and the moral of the story. Yeah. And uh, the new iteration of Voltron is not necessarily like that, but the message is still there if you're looking for it. Yeah, that's great. It's yeah, just so more just subtle. More, yeah, more subtle <laughs> more storytelling. Yeah. And, and a lot of it. So yeah, yeah. it's coming out fast. Here's a not very serious question. Mm-hmm. How important is it to you that the robots have lion heads specifically? <laughs> Would you be upset if like they, there was a big change and the new yeah. season came out and like, we're raccoons now? Oh, well, okay. Listen, girl, I'm a sucker for a good theme. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so with, with especially with Tokusatsu or with Power Rangers or Sentai, each team had like a theme, like they're mythical creatures or they're dinosaurs or yeah. they're whatever. And it just so happens that the first iteration of Voltron were lions but then like later on they get vehicles and stuff like that that transform as well and and it's like a car or uh, it's like Transformers you know <laughs> okay. like, I'm a garbage truck uh, and you know what it, that's totally fine with me if okay. each one was a different animal or if they were all lions like yeah the 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 um, like core concept of working together and each of them having separate powers is still there okay they can so, have different desktops and it doesn't matter to yeah you. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> What does the lion mean to you? Does, does the lion feel like the most huh. obvious thing of just like uh, "Hear Me Roar"? Is it oh, like yeah. a powerful? Well, I, I do. I mean, King is of it the a Jungle. Katy Perry song? <laughs> it, it is a Katy Perry song, and so <laughs> uh, I think the original intent of it was just that that's what the theme was for a gold lion. Like that's the, yeah. the the team that's together. We're a lion team. Like okay, like there have been angel themed teams. There have been pirate themed teams. Like, okay, it's just everything, but. Uh, something is really cool about them having the same base, but they're different sizes. Like the the yellow lion is physically bigger than the other lions. And okay, his his role is like a tank and a shield, uh, whereas the green lion is smaller and zips around. And Pidge gave them invisibility. So it's okay. like they're still bringing different things to the table, but. The, yeah, I think the symbol of, of lions are inherently the symbol that comes with Voltron. Okay. What's really weird <laughs> is that it, they were made by non-Earthlings to look like an Earth animal. Oh, yeah. So that's a little fishy. <laughs> is that a mystery that you think will be explored? Maybe. I mean, we found out like the spirit of the energy was a lion, so they were modeling off of that spirit. Okay, like, the, the white spirit lion. of the energy. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. How would you feel if it was discovered that there was like a marketing planet that was involved with making Voltron. Like we Listen, we've got five we've... dolphins, they go together. <laughs> but they didn't test well. Yeah. And now the dolphin energy is a very positive energy. Absolutely. I mean, it's intelligent. And swimming mm. through space. It's fine. <laughs> but lions. Lions is weird. Lions is good. Lions are good. I, uh, I do think it was marketed towards like a boy market at the time. And so yeah. lions was an easy, like powerful animal to go with. Yeah, yeah, and obviously that's a, again, the, where pop culture can seem like dumb and superficial and right. marketing, but also is tied to like, well, all of human storytelling and every mm-hmm. culture relates <laughs> itself to different animals that we feel are powerful or yeah. noble or whatever we've put upon them. Absolutely. And lion, yeah. a lion's pretty old one for like, yeah, 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 nope, I'm not standing for this, says the lion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you if there's a specific character you related to. I mean, I, that was like an entry point for you. We've brought her up a lot, but Pidge for sure. Okay, both with being a queer person and like like referencing gender fluidity and like the notion of of presenting as a certain gender but being some another gender. But she never 
she doesn't say I'm a transgender person. She yeah. never identifies like my pronouns are he and him. She's saying like you just assume that I'm male, but my I'm actually she her. I'm I'm a female. Yeah. Or a woman. And and I think that's just not told. Like that sort of storytelling isn't yeah. told in in media a whole heck of a lot. And to do it on what's legitimately like a kid's show and to to bring it up so casually and it's not a big deal yeah. is huge. Uh, and so that that was really a solidifying point for me because I not gonna lie, first couple of episodes going like Ugh, they're all dudes and they're all yeah. like especially like Keith and Shiro and Lance to an extent are kind of like the similar archetype of like heroic stoic dude like I'm too good <laughs> uh, but to explore their dark pasts and stuff like that okay and, and bring up separate characters I think is is really good and of course I, I'm gonna say all the characters because uh, of course like I love a good comedic relief and so Hunk fills that role. And to see like a bigger uh, character that's yeah. still just as capable and physically there and smart and not the butt of the jokes, but yeah. making the jokes is, is really great. Because Hunk himself is funny. Absolutely. Like the character makes jokes on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> and like people aren't making fun of him specifically because of his size or, or whatever. And it's just like accepted. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, uh, how about body parts? Do you relate to a specific <laughs> body part? Like do, when if you watch I were it. to be uh, one of the lion's pilots. Like, yeah. Like if a lion mm. came, came, you know, if somebody came into my apartment right now and said, yeah. you guys have both been chosen oh my goodness uh do you want a leg or an arm or a head yeah i would want to definitely be a leg i think okay because uh you don't have to take like brunt force from being a swinging arm like with a weapon yeah. or a shield but and like i'm basically a thruster so i'm just like <laughs> boop, tell me when to go boop, boop. but also you know i've got that button that's on the side like break glass that's yeah. just a nut shot for the, <laughs> like we're fighting up against the enemy i break the glass hit it and i just come up with the knee and nut shot the giant enemy <laughs> do you feel like that is uh not the nut shot part but the like <laughs> The leg part, the support part. Do yeah. you feel like that is something that's true to you? Do you feel like oh, yeah. in the team you would rather be the support, support. than the than the punch? Absolutely. I, like most of the time in D&D, I'm a cleric or a bard, like all team heals. Yeah. Uh, Symmetra <laughs> Overwatch main. Like, like yeah. I'm all support class. And I feel like that's where the teamwork thing comes in handy because yeah. I love being able to provide a set of skills or something like that that other people might not necessarily have but works so well in tandem. Yeah. Like, that's the best feeling. I think that comes from theater. Yeah. You know, working together to create a show out of nothing and like the it's bigger than the sum of its parts. Right. Yeah. Like it, <clears throat> in stand-up, the person before you Ooh, can can bomb, yeah, and it's sort of make maybe it's it's probably bad for you, but maybe it's good for you if you're being an asshole about your career. <laughs> but if you're doing a two person stage show mm-hmm. and somebody is having a hard time, it's th- rough. that is not good for you. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we've had it where, and I'm gonna slander Bonnie's name all over the place. <laughs> uh, but we've had shows where. Uh, but either I was drinking and was drunk on stage or she was drinking and drunk on stage. And, like, it's something we talk about beforehand because it's kind of a gimmick. Yeah. But it's tough, like, having one partner that's <laughs> blasted and trying to keep things going and professional. But it Tonight I'm good. the library and yeah. <laughs> my partner is the bard. Just the bar part. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the library bar. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, I but, understand. But oh, if yeah. you can make a shtick out of it, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. And I think that's great. Uh, yeah. A great thing to... to uh, have a party atmosphere yeah, ahead yeah, of time. Yeah. Like, here's the experiment you're watching tonight. Right. <laughs> we <laughs> don't know what's going to happen either. <laughs> <laughs> Will I be the leg or the head? We'll yeah. find out. Uh, would you like it or would you be very upset if you had to have a team 
of other people there to watch Voltron. It's like you had to form a viewing Voltron in order to watch Voltron. <laughs> like you couldn't watch it alone. You needed teammates. Oh man, it would suck because most of the time I watch things when I'm on an airplane yeah. or in a hotel room like <laughs> looking like garbage. Yeah. So <laughs> it would it would make things more inconvenient for yeah. sure. But on the other hand, I'm sure we would have a blast yeah. and there would be mimosas involved. <laughs> and we would just sit together and watch Voltron. <laughs> form up with mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you were going to make an anime-inspired show yeah. about your own life, Ooh. what would that be like? Wow, what a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I think that it would have to draw off of Bards and like what we do as, as the library Bards. Because it's just such a wacky thing that we travel to all of these different comic conventions and sci-fi conventions. Yeah. And let me tell you, the weirdest shit happens at these <laughs> conventions in like Omaha, Nebraska or whatever. Yeah. Like, you show up and you're like, oh, well, this is just a hotel con, whatever. But they're, like, room parties and, and fan <laughs> interactions and things that are just, like, bonkers. Yeah. So it would turn, I think, into, like, one of those slice of life but, like, weird harem anime. <laughs> I don't know where I would fit in for that, but, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I like that. So a slice of life of the of touring musicians. Yeah, uh, but in like the Comic Con sphere. That Comic Con sphere, <laughs> yeah, which is funny because the, the whole Bard thing is sort of a play on the the wandering troubadour, yep. which this is the modern version of being a wandering troubadour. Exactly. Is, yeah. I'll go to a Comic Con in St. Louis. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But if there had to be a magical or a mm. mecha element or something right. that elevated it to. This seems like normal, but yeah. wait, we, here's this surprise twist. A transformation sequence, for sure. <laughs> like, if we're library bards, if you're not familiar, we wear leather outfits, and I'm the blue bard, and Bonnie's the green bard, and that's all very much drawing off of things like Voltron yeah. or Power Rangers. Uh, and so, when we're outside of our outfits, even, like, I have bright blue hair, and, like, we would deave leather, and I would put my glasses on and go to a party, and people wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> you, and like, like, successfully Clark Kented? I did, I do. <laughs> and I'm like, are you are you serious right now? <laughs> but, uh, like, people would be asking me, like, oh, did you see the library parts before? And I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> That's me. Kind of. Yeah. I mean- I saw my arms when I extended them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to have some sort of transformation where we could go like in and out of these costumes and like be a different like kind of personality, on stage. like big energy explosion, yeah. and then you've just put on glasses. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Transform back. We're gonna move on to our how obsessed are you questions. These are questions that I ask everybody over the the podcast, and there are okay. no right or wrong answers. You, okay, don't have, good. you do not have to be the most obsessed. <laughs> okay. No, these are just on, just honest answers. Yes. All right. Do you think about Voltron Legendary Defender every day? <laughs> uh, okay, I have to be honest. Not every day, but close to it. Okay. Especially when there are new episodes out. Like, yeah. I'm for it. Yeah, so you're the, you're mostly just enjoying it as a show. It's yeah. not seeping into, like, when you're stuck in traffic, you're like, what's going to happen on the next episode? That being said, it might be close to every day because I spend a lot of time on Tumblr, and there are a <laughs> lot of Voltron things on Tumblr, and if I'm not on Tumblr, I'm at a convention, and I'll see cosplay. So it might be close to Okay, so it's getting to close to an everyday presence. Yeah, I really okay. had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> when people walk into your home, can they tell you're obsessed with Voltron right away? Yes. <laughs> I have How? a poster up. Uh, I've got action figures. Okay. <laughs> if you walk into my apartment, you'll be able to tell the things that I like right away from okay. my setup. And is that a choice that you are 
happy with sounds judgmental. I don't mean it that no, way. Yeah, yeah. Do you actively... Are you happy with your interior decoration? Are you sure you don't want to re- Are you queer-eyeing me right now? I, I do not want to do that in my, my apartment that needs some decoration. Yeah. Uh, so I won't be a big old hypocrite. But no, I mean, is do you like that when people walk... In, like, for myself, I've mentioned this 800 times on the podcast, but right now I have my table full of Last Jedi action figures uh-huh. that people see the second they walk in. Yeah. They are there for me sure. to walk past when I get my coffee in the morning and go, yeah. oh, I, I love them all so much. But <laughs> I am aware children. I'm making the choice that if anybody enters my home, Instantly. they're immediately going to have a bunch of thoughts and opinions about my existence because they see my table full of Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Are you happy with just like putting out here, here, here I am? Yeah. Well, I mean, if anybody's entering my home, it's either how did you get in here or <laughs> like I saw you on Grinder, and yeah. <laughs> we have other things on our mind. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think it's I found especially like in the gay community, going out on dates, I have to come out as a nerd, which is weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yeah. But it's serious. Like people, I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, I play D and D, and like kind of gauge off of that. Like, yeah. Is that too weird for this person? And then I go into further. Like I like anime. I speak Japanese. I like this. I LARP, I do this. And there's like this threshold that I can see, like this meter going up for this other person (laughs) of whether they're like into it or not at all. And I've I've gotten both. Okay. And so if I'm bringing someone back home, like either a friend or or potential love interest, you might as well have it all out there. Right. And then there's topics of conversation that could be had like, oh, have you seen uh, Korra or have you seen this Power Rangers or Star Trek or whatever? That's awesome. Do you you have a a lot of people who are like... I'm aware that there are like people who are coming from the perspective of I'm aware that nerd stuff is big now and uh-huh. I oh man I hope this cute guy is not yeah. a huge nerd. I thought you were asking do I have a lot of people come over <laughs> for, for the sexy times. I'm like wow this is getting personal. Uh, Take me through a date night. Yeah. No. I, no. Oh God. Uh, no. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's changed. The landscape has definitely changed over the last couple of years. Even. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's not. Uh, a deal breaker for a lot of people anymore but to the extent that i'm entrenched in it it is Uh, and i can see and i know that it's intense like i've had conversations with people like yeah i do an improvised D &D stage show i go larp camping on the weekends i travel to comic-con every week (laughs) and it's like that's it's a lot for anybody whether you're in it or not but yeah, but people need to be able to handle you at your most Voltron, right? Or they can't. <laughs> Listen, if you can't handle me at Voltron, you don't deserve me at RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever we're talking about. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, would This is kind of a weird question. Uh, would you buy and wear underwear with pictures of the faces of the creators of Voltron? <laughs> Listen, do I have a surprise for you? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, that's just for me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just personally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ask people this question sometimes if they the really creators. love something. And the creators are aligned, whereas some people feel like that's disrespectful. A little bit, yeah. I would do like a cartoon Voltroni version of their faces. Okay, like yeah, a not, not, not like, like mugshots. Mugshot. <laughs> Do you, I just take off my pants and be like, do you know who this is? <laughs> do you know what they made? Yeah, can you sign this? <laughs> but you are, you're happy to express your love of Voltron in yeah. ways that are external, ways that you are going to see, uh, and, and other people that you choose to see will see. But yeah. like, 
One of my favorite things, and it's happening more and more with like nerd apparel, and I feel like women and uh, uh, women's apparel is at the forefront of this, of nodding to a fandom or like Disney bounding type of thing, but not necessarily the logo on a t-shirt. Yeah. So if you recognize the color blocking or you recognize some element or a jacket or, or how I've done my hair or whatever, yeah. and you go, oh, that's Voltron. I know what that is. That's special, and yeah. I think that's that's a more subtle way to do it, where it could still be like high fashion or fashionable, and not overtly like I like Voltron. <laughs> I'm the arm. <laughs> yeah, because then you're gonna have conversations with people who really kind of know it at yeah. a level that you do, right? And, right. and not just like what's a Voltron. And I've been yeah. burned too many times by a T-shirt being like, "Oh, I am into this thing too that you're wearing on your shirt," and they have no idea what it is. I'm like, <laughs> I will leave now. Bye. <laughs> Have you ever, or would you want to have a dream about Voltron? I have, for sure. Uh, definitely, yeah. like, piloting a mech uh, and being part of a team. Like, yeah. Definitely Voltron dreams are up there. Uh, and what was the other part of it? Well, have just I if you wanted to. If I wanted so you, to, you wanted yeah. to, okay. That's a great world to be a part of. Yeah. It's, it's, this, it's a... It, I mean, it is dangerous, and it's like a war-torn world, yeah. or a universe, but... It's the same kind of happy place. I keep bringing it up, but that like Avatar or Korra brought me to yeah. where there's conflict for sure. But it's just such a warm, inviting environment that I'm like, yeah, I want to adventure with these people and, yeah. and do the thing. So it's never been a stress dream where like you are the leg, but you can't move and you're <laughs> ruining shot, it for not everyone. Shot. It's not working, Captain. What do I do? No, uh, no, it's always been a happy, fun adventure dream. Okay. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Would you fight with a family member who said Voltron was stupid? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for, I I have opinions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, with any debate, I could recognize that someone might not be into something. Yeah. And fight is a strong word, but I would try to convince them to see past whatever was was making them think it was stupid. Okay. And try to educate or have a conversation. And if it wasn't happening, which has happened to other fandoms too, yeah, I can respect that. It's not your thing. Tell me about something that you enjoy, and okay. I'll tell you what I think of that. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna push on this question a little bit because yeah. I, you're you're a fascinating person to ask this question. Okay, so much of the pop culture that we tell is about uh, trying to take the high road, right? Yeah. And but then because we're humans and we like conflict, eventually conflict comes. Yes. Uh, and you are a very positive person. You've talked. <laughs> you're easy to talk to. You're friendly. Uh, you've talked Aww. a lot about teamwork. Go on. What takes it? <laughs> what what takes it uh, to the point where you will fight? Because like your natural answer right? to that question was. I will try to explain why it's good, and yeah. if not, I'll say let's agree to disagree. <laughs> but at some point, right? Yeah, we need to stand up for what we believe. What, yeah. what would it take for someone to push you so far in Voltron that you would actually fight? Not necessarily punch, but just say like sure. you're wrong. Yeah. It is bad that you think this. <laughs> in Voltron specifically, can get a little bit harder because you know it, at the end of the day, it's a cartoon on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel very passionate about it for sure, but it's not something to come to blows about. Right. But if someone were to diss uh, some of the core themes that I had talked about, like teamwork isn't important and I don't like especially if it was the argument which we see so much nowadays like this is not important for kids to watch yeah this isn't important for my teen to watch I don't want them watching this violent content that's when I would stand up and be like listen give it a shot please like look at okay. it and and I really do think it's important for, for the messages that it's that it's giving okay so you would fight for the heart for of, the heart of, of Voltron yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and really Absolutely. tell people like you need to change your heart yeah, yeah especially <laughs> being a gay person on the internet in the 
like the public sphere. Yeah, you, you have to have like a sort of thick skin about the whole thing because you'll get a whole onslaught of terrible things coming at you every day. Yeah, and um, like just to to try to return that with positivity and like talk to me about this. Why? Yeah. Why are you calling me that, or why do you think this way? And the people that do talk back. They uh, apologize, or they're like, oh, I didn't realize that you're an actual person, and I'm sorry I said this thing. That's horrible. It's like, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, as much of a cesspool as social media and even YouTube can be sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I don't have, I have lots of privilege, so I don't get attacked for specific things, but when I have opinions that people don't like, they sure. attack them, and when I have time, I yeah. find that a surprising amount of time when you're just like, well, I look at it this way, like, oh yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I recognize my privilege, too, because I share an account with a woman on the internet, right? And they'll write to her to the Library Birds account, thinking it's just going to Bonnie. And I see that stuff too, and she gets it way worse than I do, which is crazy. And that's just the gender difference, yeah, uh, uh, or perceived gender difference on the internet. Yeah. We've, we've we've gone off topic, but <laughs> that, that's fine. Voltron leads us to surprising yeah, places. See? It's a conversation starter. <laughs> uh, if aliens came to Earth mm-hmm. and they said, "Show us an example of your Earth culture," would you show them Voltron Legendary Defender? Oh yeah, why not? Be like, this is how we view you. <laughs> this is some of you are evil. Together. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you need to be stopped by giant lion mechas. Right, right. I mean, it's not high art, but it's it's enjoyable and it's fun and it has a good message. So I, yeah. I to explain kind of like the human condition and for our a kind of want for peace in the galaxy, yeah. I think it, it's a good message to, to portray. Yeah. For them to be the historical documents that, <laughs> in Galaxy Quest that they come across. Yes, and, the historical documents. Well, yeah. I guess, where are your lion parts? If they built a lion for me, I would be so happy. <laughs> Everyone would really like their life to be Galaxy Quest. Oh, where absolutely. aliens would come down and say, I think you need this. Yep. Uh, now, what is, you've talked a little bit about it, um, the story of the big bad Aliens, the yeah. the others in Voltron is humanized, right? Because yes. one of the characters is part of the what is it? Galra. Galra. Yeah, yeah. And you get introduced later on to like the prince of the the evil emperor, who you're still we're still to this day not sure which side he's on, but he's okay. he's done stuff for the good side, he's done stuff for the bad side, and he's kind of this mysterious figure in between. Uh, they do a, a very good job of humanizing like the Galran Empire, and um, they go into kind of like the energy source is corrupting. Oh, and okay. So they discovered this energy source to make these lions to be this powerful force, and the, the inherently it was a conflict of like we should take over these other planets so that we can instill peace, but we don't want to take over. You know, that's okay. the conflict. Yeah, and it's corrupted them to the point where they just think they have to take over everything. Oh, that's a great ways, story. Yeah. And like the witch that's a part of it that's that kind of discovered the the energy source, she you find out is Altaian. So she's coming from the other alien side, but her skin has turned purple to be the look like a Galra. And maybe the prince is her son as well. It's a living oh, too. So okay. As well. So it's it's this great you see both sides of the of the argument. Inherently it is a little more clear cut, like these people are doing bad things and they should be punished. <laughs> yeah. But it's like once we get rid of the big bad, is that going to solve our problems? And we do get another Galra that's put in place of the Emperor. Yeah. Do we put this prince in place of power? Like, do we trust him? And, and yeah. So it brings up all of these things about running an empire is hard, and it's not all sunshine and roses and lions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a great message to give aliens. Of like, yeah. 
we recognize you might come in peace, yeah. but you, your peace might have a fist behind it, and if so, we are concerned. Absolutely. But... <laughs> and we don't have this technology, so don't think that we're <laughs> We <armed>. don't. <laughs> we have some VR, if you'd yeah. like to do that, <laughs> yeah. aliens. If you sat down to watch the new season of Voltron, but mm-hmm. a bear stole your remote... Would you try to get the remote back from the bear? From the bear. I mean, luckily, Netflix has got auto pay. <laughs> and in my culture, a bear means something else. So that means I've invited a suitor over. <laughs> and I'll just give that back or continue playing, please. <laughs> Fair enough. If it was a, let's say it's not actually even a, a human bear or the kind of bear you're talking sure. about. But rather, it is a large mecha bear. A mecha bear. A mecha bear breaks into your home and yes. steals your remote. Yeah. And you're just about to watch the new episodes. I would try to bond with it and be like i'm your pilot i swear to god please I, let me touch your nose <laughs> we will have a connection connection oh jesus <laughs> where are the other bears <laughs> is, did you just make that up as a connection or is that how they connect I like nose they, touching i mean they didn't touch their noses they they reached touch. out and touch a snout or okay. a mental connection okay or, yeah <laughs> so you do it i would connect to my bear empathetic snout nose touching <laughs> I think that's great. And yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> and listen, it better be a blue bear. Otherwise, I'm going to have to rework my whole wardrobe and my oh, hair. <laughs> man. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the blue bear for sure. And yeah. I like this. Uh, I love this image that this mecha bear would be like, chunk, 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 and yeah. you would bond with it. And there'd be a big go transformation scene where you yeah. would go into it. But then you wouldn't go to an adventure. It'd be a big transformation scene. And then you'd just <laughs> sit on the fucking couch and watch Voltron. And watch Voltron. <laughs> In a giant I'll mecha bear suit. Pull it up suit. in his view screen on the inside. We'll enjoy this together, buddy. <laughs> That's great. If every time you watched Voltron, it pushed the memory of another TV show episode out of your mind, would you yeah. still watch it? Yeah, that happens to me. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> Same thing with reading novels. Yeah. Like, I'll go through, like, fantasy novels. Like, I'll turn them out so quickly. And I'll forget that I've read something until I go back and start reading it and be like, I definitely have read this before. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> just the risk of content, right? Yeah, there's too yeah. much content, right? Exactly. And that's where I get a little bit nervous too because there's this like nerd checky mentality of like, oh, you're a fan of this thing. What happened page 47? Yeah. Uh, like, this first. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I've consumed too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're in a brave new territory where like uh, uh, I'm older than you. So like there was a, there was a world and a time where you could know everything about oh, Star yeah. Wars and now it's very rarefied sure. like I know a lot about Star Wars but no one it's well, yeah, you know there are a few professionals in the world who yeah. know everything about Star and that's just one mainstream example yeah yeah you know? and it comes down to personality type too because I'm the type of person that especially like playing a game of D&D or watching or consuming media I'm here for the moment now yeah. not necessarily memorizing everything that but that does bring enjoyment to other people and yeah. other people enjoy memorizing stats or or uh, languages like yeah. Klingon or whatever yeah trivia is a part of trivia. people's life and that's fine that's yeah. cool and I, I think that's that's super powerful and that's amazing and that level of fandom it, it's, it's just as legitimate as someone who's cosplaying for the first time yeah. and going out there and being nervous about it but still loves the character just as much yeah that's awesome yeah i asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession okay uh it would have to be like (laughs) those are the lions coming together to form vulture (laughs) and i spit all over that's what it's for exactly this is the first time someone's really used that the way it's supposed to be used God's sakes, man. I'm waiting for no, someone to just The pop spit. filter is just drenched <laughs> is. with it's, Voltron goodness. It's soaking. It's, yeah, it's like it's going to come to life if yeah. it's an anime character. And then when it was touched with the magic spittle, 
<laughs> the pop guard came to life. Uh, I asked people to rate their obsessions. Uh, how yes. many How many uh, parts of Voltron are there? Is it five? Five. Five? Uh-huh. Okay, so we'll go on a scale of one to five. Yeah. One being the lowest, five being the highest. Uh-huh. How much obsessed are you? Five. Five. Five, for sure. You feel like you're all in. I'm all in. Um, I'm buckled in, <laughs> ready okay. to pilot. <laughs> like if there was a Voltron-only convention, you'd be there the first yes. day? yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> hey, but sidebar, yeah. did you know that there's still a Gargoyles convention that happens? No. Like, Gargoyles the cartoon. Yeah. Specific convention, just for that. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah my and if f- that can still happen, Voltron for sure can happen. Absolutely. I went to the uh, the He-Man, She-Ra-only convention what? in Los Angeles. Oh, my God, I didn't year. know. Oh, Oh, it's so much fun because it's just so bizarre and specific. You yeah. Know? In Pasadena, there's Power Morphicon, and that's the Power Rangers Sentai <laughs> convention. And it's big. Yeah. Like they fill up the whole Pasadena Convention Center. Damn. Yeah. Damn. yeah. Well, there's hope for Voltron. Yeah. Uh, can you tell people where they can find you on social media and anything else you want to plug? Yeah. I'm on Twitter at Xanderific. That's with two R's and one F. Uh, and I am on a show right now, We're Alive Frontier, on Geek and Sundry's Alpha, and that premieres every Wednesday. Nice. Uh, there's a new episode, and we do, like, live chats. Uh, and if you are a fan of Overwatch, uh, there's two voice actors that are on it, Symmetra and uh, Roadhog are both uh, oh, players. Nice. Yeah, and then Vince Casso, who played Blades from the Guild, is also a cast member. Uh, and it's Ivan Van Norman is the GM and it's just a ton oh, of Ivan's fun. Oh, Ivan's great, yeah. Oh my goodness, he's so good. <laughs> and like, it's funny because I'm not really a big horror fan. Like, yeah. I enjoy it, I appreciate it, but now I'm like in it. And so, <laughs> uh, if you're, if you're not a horror fan, you can still find enjoyment in the series. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. so check all that out here. Some quick plugs uh, for this show and then we're gonna do our final weird questions. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host, which is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we are obsessed with in the moment. Info on that is at patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, Patreon so, is so good for creators. It? Yeah, you, Library Bards are yeah, on Patreon, Library Bards right? are on yeah, Patreon, yeah, too, yeah. so patreon.com slash library bards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have got creative about the way you use it right yeah. you, you you really use the goal structure to build towards new albums and things yep. like that yeah we use it as like an ongoing kickstarter type of thing but secrets for just you guys uh <laughs> we're in development for a series that's going to be only on patreon so Ooh. it's a video series that you'll only be able to see if you're at least a one dollar patron on our oh patreon. that's really really smart that's yeah. awesome yeah so check that out too here are the final questions that don't have anything to do with the main topic <laughs> but they can if you want okay if you had a little door in your home that magically opened to a different place, where would that place be? Oh, goodness. Okay. We do. Have, we do have a little door. It's under our stairs. We have a Harry Potter closet. Uh, I would say the Wizarding World of Harry Potter okay. would be fantastic. Also, the world of Pokemon. Okay. Um, the world of Voltron, I wouldn't want to go to unless I was a paladin. Right. Because <laughs> it's, it's kind of dangerous right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if you did go into Harry Potter land, yeah. uh, what would you? what part of it would you want to be? Would you just want it to be like you're going to Hogsmeade and just to chill Ooh, out or would you want to be, be in the middle of the battle no, not definitely not in the middle of a battle girl no <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe Diagon Alley like that would okay. be fantastic just to pop in and that way if I don't have magical abilities I can still buy some sweet stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. You basically want to go to Universal Studios. I do. I have but have it pass. be real. I know. Listen, That's I awesome. live there. <laughs> if you could have a cool middle name like Danger and people actually <laughs> called you that, what would it be? Oh, no. 
Uh, let's see. I, I like things like Zephyr. Like, <laughs> like I like fascinating words like that. Like, okay. That would be cool. And it's also a little bit like wind and like nature-y. So okay. And Xander Zephyr. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's the Zeph is here. The Zeph, the Zeph is here. <laughs> Gonna crush a beer on my forehead. <laughs> <He'll>... <laughs> oh, the Zeph. <laughs> Keg standing with the Zeph. <laughs> Coming soon to Patreon exclusively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the final oh question, final question for everyone on the podcast is: uh-huh. What is happiness? Ooh, that's such a good question. And I, I think happiness to me is uh, uh, is a sense of accomplishment after doing something creative. Yeah. Uh, and and there is different definitions of creativity as well. And I think that you could even go down to like uh, consuming content, like. This has been on my list to to see, so I'll sit down, watch this thing. There's happiness and yeah. a sense of like accomplishment afterwards. Yeah, and I think that's like the video game culture of like you're constantly searching for validation or accomplishment. Yeah, even with small tasks. But I really think that's important in everyday life. Yeah, otherwise it brings you down. And so like just making a list and and checking things off is just so such a great feeling. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier today because I was like many people. I was doing the to do list dance yeah. where I had written some very small tasks. Yep. Because I knew I had a busy, busy day, and like, yeah, and I, I think I said it out loud to myself, like, I did something, right? <laughs> Especially if you've already done it and you write it down anyway, and, and cross that shit off. off. It's yeah. still, yeah, no. To me, the the moment after happiness is very powerful. I think uh, if anybody's a performer, that speaks to them because yeah. it's enjoyable to do the performance. But right. that moment, it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did a good job. Yep. And you're like, ah. Also, if I can add an addendum canceling stuff is the the best thing like having a huge like busy day and just seeing something like crossed off like oh we can't do it today it's just like Like, i'm free (laughs) like so be it yeah yeah it's a forced vacation (laughs) it's fun to imagine putting that on your to-do list of like get canceled on by steve Ah, oh, thank you, it's Steve. It's the best feeling. <laughs> that is happiness when Steve cancels. Yeah. Thank you Sorry, so much Steve. for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a blast. Absolutely. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. So the, what I like about this, uh, the current iteration of Voltron is has an all instrumental theme. It's like dun 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 and it's so epic and good. <laughs> <laughs>